We are Comics in Motion. I'm Dave, the comic nerd. And I'm Chris, the TV and movie geek. You can download our show from your favourite podcast catcher. We'll review TV shows and movies that are based on comic books. So if you can come along and join in the fun, that'd be super. It is Friday, or post-Valentine's Day. It's still Valentine's Day for me as I record this. I just finished editing today's episode with Brianna Spaws of BS Productions. I may have been drinking wine. I may still be currently drinking wine, which I haven't really had much alcohol lately. Early in January, I actually had someone slip something into my drink. I became violently ill. I went to the doctors. They found benzodiazepines. So now I'm not really much of a drinker, and uh, I suggest everyone always be careful and uh, cautious when out and about. Uh, But now I'm just kind of selective about drinking. I did try over the weekend uh, the Philadelphia Brewing Company's Dark Martha at Martha's in Kensington. Uh, It's a sour stout. It's odd pairing of sour and stout but it was really delicious so I picked up a bottle of wine for Valentine's Day for myself and uh, I decided to make a fancy homemade Italian dinner and edit audio. I'm realizing I should probably record these intros before editing and not after editing when wine is involved but fuck it. Uh, Anyways I talked to our first official sponsor Brianna Spaws Specializing in lifestyle photography and documentary style video production, BS Productions can help you take your brand to the next level. She really had a genuine style and care when she took on the task of capturing the right type of photos for Show Me Your Playlist. So make sure you go to briannaspaws.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-N-A-S-P-A-U-S-E.com and book your session with her now. So, before going into the episode, it is February and it's Black History Month, and I think we should all take the time to educate ourselves and expose us, expose ourselves to historical figures that truly shape the world we live in today. That saying, knowing the past kind of opens the door to the future. Um, anyways, I inadvertently watched on... Netflix and highly suggest the two killings of Sam Cooke. There is so much history I didn't know about one of my truly admired musicians, um, which then kind of led me to the documentary I called him Morgan, and it's about the death of Lee Morgan, 
Uh, he was a Philadelphia local who is one of the most influential jazz musicians of his time. Um, and then I kind of went off and watched two episodes of the hip hop evolution that takes you through like the seventies up into the nineties of hip hop. Um, and I even might have watched Kevin Hart's guide to black history, which was Kevin Hart's PG PG version of drunk history. But, uh, I still learned a lot, uh, the past three days have been filled with me doing art and watching educational programming. Uh, Taylor's been in San Francisco all week, so I have felt like a bachelorette with the house to myself, just napping and making nachos. Uh, and yeah, either way, find something and realize that there is so much positive black history that most of us were not taught in high school or school in general, and that we are intelligent enough to seek it out. Um, I do hope you enjoyed this episode. We talked, uh, Brianna and I talked about her quitting her job and how she's going to hit the road with Brian Walker of A Day Without Love. He was on the podcast a few episodes ago. Um, they're going to shoot a documentary called Story The Storytellers Tour, and it will be about how music and art truly bring together communities and connect us. We talk about her ultra indie playlist of Say Cheese uh, songs to take photographs to and her being on the floor at the DNC convention, listening to Hillary Clinton speak. We, uh, we talk about her starting her business, uh, how she became a photojournalist. It's really great. Um, I had a blast sitting down. I mean, I have a blast with everyone so far, so... Um, everyone has been awesome and I'm so happy to have made the friends along the way. Um, also in this episode, we are featuring the band, The Values. Uh, they are from Brooklyn. They're this like kind of dreamy synth pop and their song Civil. Uh, they're going to be guests in March. So keep a lookout for them. Also make sure when you're done listening to this episode to rate and review, or share on Instagram and Facebook, or all three, four, um, tell your friends about it. And I will see you Monday with a new episode. I have Paige and Kristen from Cherry Veenzine coming on with their playlists of songs to start a revolution to. Uh, I am with Brianna Spaz of BS Productions, right? Yeah. Um, we just got done doing some promo photo shoots in the city. I want to thank you so much for doing that. Um, so BS Productions, you started off, you're starting off as like a photojournalist. Um, can you tell me how you got into photojournalism? Yeah. I, uh, when I went to college, I really thought I was going to write for Rolling Stone one day. That was my big plan. Girl, me too. <laughs> and, um, I had a professor just gave me, I just picked up a camera and mm -hmm. I took this class and I really fell in love with it because um, there's something to be said about connecting with people through a camera and you would be so surprised how generous people are with themselves mm -hmm. and their time and their truth when you're honest and you're there and you want to portray them in a way that feels right. Yeah. And it's just been an amazing journey since then. So did you originally start school for photojournalism or for photography in any way um, initially, or was that kind of like you started for something and then it transitioned? 
Yeah, so my degree was in journalism, okay. and I thought I wanted to be a writer. Um, and then when I picked up a camera, I found that I wanted to be an artist instead. <laughs> oh, I like that, though, um, the transition. So when did you start doing photography and kind of making a, it into your business? Yeah, so I, I'm actually really fresh. Okay. <laughs> um, so I've been doing this on the side for a really long time, um, five years now. Oh, I wow. just realized the other day. That's exciting. Wow. And congratulations. Thank you. Um, and so I've recently decided that, you know, I got a job out of college and it was a nine to five type thing. And that's really not for me. Yeah. I don't feel creative under blinking fluorescent lights in an office with no windows. I just don't. <laughs> I think that's honest and a fair assessment of a lot of people and how they feel, whether they like to admit it or not. Yeah. Um, so I decided that I'm, I'm leaving my job and I'm going to be the badass lady business owner I never knew I wanted to be. So BS Productions is very recent. Mm -hmm. I launched it in October. Um, and I want to use my training as a photojournalist and all of the sensibilities and ethics that come with that yeah. um, to kind of do some more lifestyle photography. Mm -hmm. So for I really love working with artists um, and then just dabbling in some corporate stuff too. Yeah. What were some of, of like your proud moments for your photojournalism? Yeah. Um, I think one of the best moments was when the DNC was in town. Mm -hmm. um, I was a part of a really unique program at Temple where they deployed like 15 students to the DNC. So I was working for a newspaper in South Carolina kind of remotely okay. and I was a correspondent. And so the way it worked was that I got a pass to the building, but I did not have a pass to the floor where mm -hmm. you could see everyone yeah. doing speeches and that's where all of the spectators were. But you were allowed to get a 15-minute floor pass if you went and you waited in line and you asked nicely. So I did. <laughs> and then you How only get it. How long did that take? Oh, I, sp I spent like an hour in the basement of the dingy okay. Wills Fargo Center <laughs> waiting for this. But it was just truly one of the really eye-opening moments was when I gave my press pass back after mm -hmm. the 15 minutes yeah. like I was supposed to because I follow the rules. <laughs> and I said, can I renew this? And the woman said, there's a lot of people who have passes right now. I'm going to need you to wait in line. Mm -hmm. And I turned and I looked around and I was the only one around. I was like, well, may I start the line? Because <laughs> it doesn't look like anyone's was, here. Yeah. Um, and then a couple minutes later, there were a barrage of journalist mm -hmm. from big name news organizations saying, well, you need to give me a new path right now because I work for CNN. And I jokingly said to the lady next to me, I was like, somebody ought to tell them that the line starts back here. And she laughed and slipped me a dedicated floor pass. She's like, I'm the head of the social security, I'm the head of security for this oh. <laughs> tonight and I'm going to give you this, um, be polite and run. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so me cracking jokes with this lady got me a, a pass to the floor and it's because I was nice and yeah. patient and I was not trying to like make myself more important yeah. than anyone else because that's what was happening with this big crowd of people. So. I got to watch Hillary Clinton speak, and I really didn't take many great photos because I was crying like a baby. And there's actually a picture of me in Vogue magazine with all of my press credentials and my cameras sobbing like a crazy lady. Really? Yeah, Daniel Arnold got me. Oh. <laughs> but that's, like, that just gave me goosebumps because, like, it's so hard is that you're there because 
you want you want to capture the moments right everything that you've led up to your your what you love about being a journal like a photojournalist is there but then it's just like you can't separate yourself from what's happening like it's just like so raw and so just like in your face and seeing something seeing history I wasn't a photojournalist in that moment. I was yeah. a woman. Yep. And tears happen. Exactly. <laughs> so BS Productions, you're going to you're starting to you're going to be the first official sponsor of Show Me Your Playlist and I couldn't be more ecstatic. We just <laughs> took so many fun photos for someone who wants promotional photos or professional photos and it, um what is your advice to them um getting photos like being a person in that experience. Yeah, so I, like many people, mm -hmm. do not like to have my picture taken. Um, and I get that from a lot of my clients that they're not going to be comfortable in front of the camera mm -hmm. and they're nervous and they don't even know if they wanna do this in the first place, but mm -hmm. they understand the value. That's where I come in, mm -hmm. right? Um, I tend to make some corny jokes and you know, I'm just a champion of the people in front of my camera yeah. because it's really my goal to make people feel comfortable and that's my job in the editing too yeah. because there are going to be moments during a photo shoot where you're like yes i'm killing it mm -hmm. and then there's going to be other moments where you're like i don't like this and i can feel that you mm -hmm. know i find myself to be a very empathetic person so when i was there taking the pictures and then i get back to my computer i'm like nope 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 yes she looks great nope 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's it's totally a part of the whole process just trying to make people feel comfortable and then picking the images that really represent them best that's great do you have you ever shot live music oh yeah yeah is that one of your favorite pastimes is shooting live music it sure is and I gotta shout out the lighting designers because mm -hmm. you know I can photograph any show right mm -hmm. like you you learn your gear and yep. you, you get used to it at this point in my career I can tackle like a dingy bar and yeah. still come out with something nice but Big shout out goes to the lighting designers because when you shoot bigger shows, like maybe at the at Union Transfer yeah. or TLA or something like that, and then it just All photo photography yeah. is painting with light. So you know I'm gonna get a beautiful picture because of the guy in the sound booth in the back who's killing it. Well, that's <laughs> great to hear because I bet that sound guy in the back who's doing the lights isn't getting the credit that no. most people like. I like that. So going into that, so BS production starting, you're kind of leaving your, your nine to five job soon. You're going to be hitting the road with Brian Walker of A Day Without Love, and you're going to be documenting it. Tell me how this project started. Yeah, so it all started, uh, Brian knew someone that was my partner in a video class mm -hmm. in, in college. So he needed some pictures taken, and that's how we connected. So the first time I worked with Brian was, I was just doing live shots at Underground Arts. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, Callahan? Yes. Yeah. It is. Um, and we just had, we had fun and he actually hit me up and was like, I'm going to be, you know, starting this new project mm -hmm. and I need some new images. And Brian was on a weight loss journey too. So he was yeah. like super excited. He's like, yes, this is me. This is new and let's do it. So we drove like an hour out of Philly up to New Hope to mm -hmm. this, these abandoned trains. Oh, and that's really cool. we had a really good time and you know, we're an hour in the car. So we really had a lot of time to like get to know each other and I was saying that, you know, it's always been my dream to go on tour with a band and 
take pictures because you know like I love to sing but I feel yeah. like I have a dentist mentality about music I will never be an artist so I'm gonna hang out with them yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna photograph them instead <laughs> so like you said there's that sound guy that you champion for there's the photographers there are the people that are doing the set designs of bigger performers there are pe there's the promoters there are the business people behind it so going back to Hillary Clinton it just like it takes a village to to create an atmosphere for the music on top of like promoting the music so i don't think i mean i'm not a musician by any means but i'm not i'm going to talk about music 24/7 cuz that's what i want to do so you started to like tell him about your idea and he called me a couple months ago and said, I'm going to plan a tour so you can film it. Are you in? And I said, hell yeah, I'm in. So when do you guys leave? We leave on the 13th of March. Okay. And how long are you guys out for? 17 days, 18 shows. All in the same car together. Yes. And so what are you going to be documenting? Like, what are your goals to like for picture wise I know a lot of stuff is organic while we were shooting the promo photos you we had an idea but as soon as we were walking past the street and you're like here you like point ooh, and you're like ooh, you get so excited you're like ooh, right here this is where I want or then you point to another one so it was so a lot of things I feel like for you are what catches your eye as you see it and like it it develop like it develops all these puns all these like photography puns it develops in your mind but like <laughs> what are some of like the the outlines of like what you want to capture in this documentary yeah so um we're calling it the storytellers tour yeah. because brian is touring his singles project but also his most recent album diary mm -hmm. which makes it a really interesting way to look at this right so he's going to be playing his really raw mm -hmm. type music and brian's very honest yes. in his songwriting his song and so we're going to be telling the story about how DIY music mm -hmm. connects us throughout, like, because we're going all the way throughout the South, yeah. right? So we have this Philly lens. And so we're going to be kind of exploring how music and art can really connect people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think one thing that's important to note is that um, Brian is sober, so there's yeah. no, like, drugs and alcohol yeah. like this is pure art mm -hmm. in its form so it's going to be I think a really interesting look at how we can connect people and for Brian we were just chit-chatting the other mm -hmm. day you know getting our ducks in a row and yeah. he was talking about how his ultimate goal is to make his music for his music to help people feel like they belong yeah or you know like really feel something and I think that that will be yeah, I think like just talking to people that we meet on the road community will create. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so what are some of the cities that you're going to? Yeah. So we're going to we're going to Virginia, West Virginia, mm -hmm. North Carolina, and South Carolina. We're staying with my uncle. Oh, cool. And in Nashville, Tennessee, we're staying with my best friend. And Nashville's such a cool city. <laughs> I'm excited. And in St. Augustine, Florida. So I'm very excited about the beach. Nice. Because I'm a summer baby and it's going to be a great time. Um, yeah. When you're, so are there specific places? I know Brian likes to do his like food vlogs and mm. um, because food can, just like music connects 
people together, food connects people together. And what better way than having both of those at the same time with like musicians and stuff like that. Um, is there any, I know Brian enjoys his noodles and his like ramens. Is there a food that like you enjoy that you're like scouting out as you're on tour? I love barbecue. Love barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Woman after my own heart. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna eat. So you're gonna have hot chicken, right? Mm. When you're in Tennessee. Yep. Great. Um, and then we're gonna go to South Carolina and eat some shrimp and grits. You know, it's yeah. gonna, be, gonna be a good time. <laughs> so you like spicy food? I do. Okay, I can get behind that. Um, so that once you're done, do you guys have like a set goal of when you want to release the documentary, or is it basically when you come back? you're going to just see how it like kind of organically puts together. Are you going to have like a big show when it comes? <laughs> yeah. So nothing is set in stone yet, but I really would like to, so looking for fall for like mm -hmm. a launch date. Okay. Um, and I really like would to have, I really would like to have a screening event where mm -hmm. Brian can play Yeah. and maybe some food and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we're also going to be entering into film festivals. <sighs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited to see this and I'm just so excited. Are you going to document as you're on like a separate, like with Brian, like I know you'll be filming and taking pictures as it's happening. That's going to be used for it. But are you also going to have like updates for people so people can check in yeah. to see what you're doing while on the road? Yeah, definitely. We're working on the perfect hashtag right now. Ooh, that's, that's key. <laughs> it is key. It really is in terms of marketing. So yes, people will definitely be able to follow along with us. Oh, that's awesome. And then there's one other part of the project that yeah. I'm really excited about. Um, while we're on the way, like I think that I love when people will share a piece of themselves. Mm -hmm. So we are going to come up with a central question, you know, what does music mean to you? What does yeah. this DIY community belonging. We're going to work on the actual wording of the question <laughs> and then have people write the answer and oh, I'm going to take their that. picture on a Polaroid. And so it'll be like a cool online multimedia piece. Ooh, that's a part of it. Too. I really like that. You, and you can also do like, so now my like marketing brains going in a million directions, like all those, um, little Polaroids, you could even do a photo book and like create a photo book of all of this type thing. It's going to be the um, cover of the documentary, uh, <laughs> like I a big it. spread of them. It's so good. <laughs> Everything artistically in my brain is just screaming yes for this. Um, yeah. Polaroid sponsor me, please. <laughs> give her, because they are not cheap. I have one of the, I just have a Fuji, uh, Instax camera, 12 bucks. For, for just, like eight pictures, yeah. right? Just yeah. like, no, stop. But they're so aesthetically pleasing that you sell, like, I sell my soul to you. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> um, I'm so excited for BS Productions. The fact you are, I don't mean to, like I said, I don't mean to be like the wise owl, but you're 23 and you already know that like, what's not for you and you know the value of your worth. And I feel like a lot of times I know at 23, I didn't know my value and I still struggle with it sometimes, but knowing and setting those like bars just means that it's just going to like grow from here. But on a more music side, I want to know what was your first concert? Oh yes. I've been <laughs> to hundreds of concerts. It's my favorite thing to do, but my very first was Britney Spears and I was probably three or four and my mother to this day 
says that it was Britney's first pole dancing concert. Really? <laughs> or so she thought. I yeah, don't know. really. Oh, was she not that great at it or it was just um I was three. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> I was well, covering my eyes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> what kind of music did you grow up listening to in your household, like as a small child that you like associate with your your family, like as the roots of your music? Yeah, so I um my mom was a single mom growing up, so mm-hmm. you said earlier, take the village, and it yeah. really did. You know, I spent a lot of times with a lot of different women in my mm-hmm. family, and um, I feel like that relates back to why I'm not going to take any shit from my job that doesn't appreciate me. Exactly. <laughs> because that's the example that the women in my life have given me. So, uh, you know, with my one aunt, my Aunt Karen, who watched me all the time, like, yeah. I have such a place in my heart for Billy Joel. Um, oh, and my mom and my dad and my stepdad all really loves like classic rock and mm-hmm. blues and... My stepdad really changed music for me when him and my mom got together. I was probably like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. Um, And my stepdad loves Dave Matthews Band. And we've been to like 20 Dave Matthews Band concerts together. And (laughs) it was just a whole different era. I got to meet B.B. King because of my stepdad. It was the whole thing. (laughs) That's badass. I, um, I love it because if a person loves Dave... Matthews, the first thing they tell you is how many shows of Dave Matthews they've been to. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I don't hate on it at all, but it's just That's like funny. It's true. It's so true. The first thing they will say is like, "So, I really love Dave Matthews," and to like to back it up, yeah, to back it up, they're like, and like I go and see him at least once or twice every summer. <laughs> I've seen him 18 times in the past, like, seven years. And you're just like, facts. Good. Right off the bat. I'm not going to question your love for the DMB. Um, It's just not going to... Won't be on my end of questioning. My first tattoo was a Dave Matthews tattoo. I, I love it. I just love when people are very connected to the music or the band they like. I might not have to like them. I have a really funny story about Dave Matthews. Um, I went on a first date one time. The guy I had a date with, who I had later been in a relationship for almost two years with, uh, the first thing, we were talking about music and we were connecting on all these music things. And then foot in the mouth, I go, I would never date anyone who likes Dave Matthews. And he was like, they're my favorite band. (laughs) (laughs) I was lying because I did go on another date and I did date him. And I, and he did make me appreciate. He was one of those people who sent me like the, the songs that no one really hears because they're not on the radio. It's not ants marching or satellite. Like, please people, there's more. And so he would send me all these knowing my music taste and like what I would like them. And I would have, I honestly have to say that I do enjoy certain Dave Matthews albums and, and songs a lot more. You heard than it here. Off. You heard it here. People. I know. <laughs> you know, like I said, I, I wanted to be a, a writer, right? I wanted to write for Rolling Stone. So I was inspired to take up journalism because I think it was November, 2010 
was the first time we had ever I had ever seen Dave Matthews Band mm-hmm. inside, and it was at the Wells Fargo Center. And that's a very rare occasion. I, yeah, he doesn't play no. winter, and he doesn't usually play inside. So we got nosebleed tickets, and my stepdad was like, "Hey, come on!" So we walked all the way down to the barrier at yeah. the Wells Fargo Center, and there's probably a 12 foot drop, you know, yeah. between the the GA floor yeah. and the stadium. And he goes, "So I've noticed that." Every time the song is over, the lights go off for 30 seconds. The next time the lights go off, I want you to jump. And I just looked at him. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So we did. And so we hopped, me, my stepdad, and my mom, we all hopped. And I land on my feet. He lands on his feet. But my mom rolled her ankle. (laughs) Rolling around on the floor. And security starts coming over with their flashlights. And I'll never forget the way he slow motion turned to me and just said, Run. <laughs> so I did. I was like third row at the Dave Matthews Band show. It was like the, you know, best moment of my preteen life. <laughs> and then I wrote an essay about it. They published it in the school newspaper. I was like, that's it. This that's, is it. This, this is, is my, my calling. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm having my almost famous moment. I was just going to say that. Yeah. You're the enemy, kid. I know. I love that you know that reference because it's one of my favorite movies. So much. Okay, so what was the last concert that you just saw? Um, I just saw Spafford on Friday at Union Transfer. Oh, really? How was the show? Excellent. Yes. Really excellent. For those who might not know Spafford, what? how would you describe their music? They're a jam band, but they're... Um, like pretty traditional modern jam where everything has like they start out slow and then they shred your face off for a little bit and then it's back down to slow and oh, the the keyboardist mm-hmm. had this amazing solo like it went on for two minutes and he was jamming on the keys and it was just so I was looking at my friends and there's sometimes there's moments at concerts where you just look around and all your friends are there and the music is just Designed to be excellent, right? Like these are all trained musicians. Yeah, and you're like, this is happiness. I'm happy. This is it. (laughs) It's creating an atmosphere. What is a hometown band that you love? Like a Philly band? What is your favorite Philly-based band? Oh, I love Hop Along. I love when I hear people say that they love Hop Along because they're such a fun band to see. And I didn't know that they were from Philly, but I saw them elsewhere so now i have this like philly pride for them yeah, they're playing knowing. coachella this year crazy I how just, big they you are. go francis <laughs> i love her. her voice is just so raw and the songwriting is truly excellent but i'm a big champion of a lot of philly bands mm-hmm. um if you had to give like five philly bands that you enjoy listening to outside of hop along because they are getting bigger mm-hmm. um what are four other Philly bands that you can the high fidelity top five Philly Philly bands. <laughs> so you got Hop Along. What are the other four? Okay, um, RJD two. I'm trying to put them in order. <laughs> um, RJD two, Sun Little. I love Kississippi, and I've been jamming really hard to Vita and the Wolf recently. Okay, I love it because it's all things. There's a, a couple that have been like brought up on the podcast but a couple of them haven't so i'm excited that it's a new fresh i had you make a playlist for me called say cheese i know it's a little cheesy but it was all (laughs) songs that were that you enjoy listening to which we listen to 
Before we go into that playlist, I want to play um, a song. So we're going to listen to The Values. It's a Brooklyn-based band, their song Civil. They're going to be a guest on the podcast, and they will be playing a show March 1st at Traflamador. I'm never going to say that right, and I hope Maddie one day will <laughs> correct me and break it down phonetically for me because I just butcher it. Um, but if you're into like 80s synth dream pop, you should really check them out.
I mean, you can still love .gov and any other Philly band. You don't have to. Um, <laughs> it's not a definitive list. Yeah, it's not a definitive. It's not like making sure, like, those are the only top five. But those were the top five that you felt. At the time. At the time. Yeah, exactly. Brian, Brian and I actually saw .gov at the Grape Room a couple weeks ago, and they blew my mind. Like, I had seen them before mm-hmm. playing at the Beaver Dam, like this house at Temple okay. a bunch of times. But um, their last song was just so good. And I was like, what is this? Like, this is your original song? Is this a cover? The guy's like, nah. <laughs> like, this is our song. We wrote this. <laughs> I'm like, yes. It's, it's, it sounds like a song that you should know. It should have been on the radio or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you made me this great playlist called Say Cheese, and uh, I, I hate to say soothing without making it sound no, like it was. Goal. Yeah, <laughs> like not saying like saying soothing gives you like bathtub vibes, and I'm trying to like while there was some like very like calm moments, it had you know it has melody, it has like pick me ups and stuff. Um, I want to know out of this playlist, have you seen any of these bands live? Uh, I saw The Revivalist last year at Peach. Okay. I'm going to see Sun Little next week. Nice. Lotus is the first and last song. I've seen them a handful of times. Um, Florence and the Machine. First of all, I love her. You know, Flo is my girl. But um, I saw her at Wells Fargo Center just in October that just passed. Okay. And there was this really amazing moment in... You know, she's playing a sold-out stadium show, um, and she just asked, she's like, I want everybody to just hold hands with the person sitting next to you, whether you know them or not, and I, of course I can't remember the line in the song yeah. now, but it's like, you know, holding hands with a stranger, and it just made sense throughout the For song, and me and this girl I'd never met before, I'm like, holding hands through the whole thing, and it was just... Truly excellent. <laughs> Just creating that that unity that you're talking about, Florence and the Machine, you put uh, caught on here. And I remember, so while we were shooting, you were taking some like promo photos and, of just like records and all my random kotchkes on my shelf. Um, and you were talking about the revivalists, keep going. I was like, yeah, they're really good. I, I, I really enjoy it. And then how my TV was set up with like the albums going into it, I could see Florence's face. I was like, but let me tell you, caught. That whole album is just like you were saying was about a breakup. It will make me cry just automatically. It will make me feel things that I've been suppressing for so long. It was in like the eighth grade when Dog Days Are Over came Yeah, off. it was probably like 2008. Two, yeah, right? 2008, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, she's been a pervasive um, artist in, in my life and in my taste. Um, but Florence and the Machine was really the first time I ever I grew up listening to Janis Joplin mm-hmm. and, you know, like other Fleetwood Max, DVX, yeah. right? Like, you know, I've always admired some of these bold, strong, strong yeah. women, but it wasn't really until I dove into Florence and the Machine's catalog that I really felt kind of a connection with um, with that. And, you know, this is this is crazy. I was listening to NPR two days ago in the, in the car, yeah. and they were talking about how there's this whole issue with the Grammys, right? Mm-hmm. Last year, the president of the Grammys told women if they want to be represented, they have to step up, right? Yeah. So this research organization did a study of people involved in the music industry and, of course, what they could track because this doesn't involve underground yeah. stuff. But, you know, 
quote unquote mainstream music industry. Like streaming services yeah. and like downloads and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. So of the people working in the music industry, they were saying only 2% of women, 2% of them are women. And that just lit a fire under my ass the other day. I'm like, I'm going to buy more women's music. I'm going yeah. <laughs> to, I don't know, maybe I'm going to find myself a job in the music industry yeah. because like... I don't know. We gotta I, make more. We gotta make room for beautiful voices like that, but also just keen eyes and different experiences. You know, different like, perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, people keep warning me about yeah. my tour. They're like, "You're gonna sleep on people's couches that you don't know." I'm like, I really appreciate the wisdom and the, and the warnings yeah. and stuff, but that's a that's an attitude that's pervasive about society. Like, yeah. I've traveled on my own many times, and I will take care of myself, and I will look out for, like, red flags and stuff like yeah. that, but I feel like there are people who love me and care about me are accidentally trying to discourage me from, from doing, following yeah. this, which is something that I've been dreaming of for a really long time, and it's to no discredit to them. It's just the world we live in. Yeah, it's and it's always thinking that women are going to be so much more fragile than men. Um, I go to I, kickboxing classes. I, you know, I mean, all you need is one. Exactly, you just need a good shot to like the throat or the nose. Um, but no, yeah. uh, Florence would want us to be talking about this. So yeah, it was a good segue. Exactly, fragile. Um, as some must be Italian. <laughs> I love that you still get my references. Uh, <laughs> is there any band or song on this playlist that you have a a story or a fond memory of? Um, I'm just going to give a shout out to Lotus. The last song on the playlist is Gilded Age. Mm -hmm. And um, I, know my fan, my, I know my friends that are big fans of Lotus will make fun of me for saying <laughs> that it's my favorite song of theirs. But it is. It's just so happy. And, you know, the album cover of... Gilded Age mm -hmm. is a roller coaster, and that song is a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. But I really have the specific memory. Um, for the past two years, I've gone to Lotus's music festival, mm -hmm. Summer Dance in Ohio, and I've seen them a bunch of times, but only once have I ever heard them play Gilded Age because it is one of their more popular, easy to listen to songs. Gotcha. You know how jam bands are. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're going to get extreme. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to play the B-sides of the B-sides. Yeah. Um, but they had played, they played Gilded Age like as we're walking back to the campsite and I could just hear it echoing through the woods and I'm with my best friend from college and we're just dancing around in the woods and probably should have been wearing shoes, but we weren't. <laughs> Do you like going to a lot of festivals? Do you find yourself going to more festival? Yeah, I yeah. love music festivals. I particularly love like the smaller ones, mm -hmm. like the you know the more DIY intimate. type yeah. stuff. Because you know, to its credit, I've been to Firefly four times. I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy it, yeah. but you know, it's very corporate. Yeah, <laughs> and there's oh. Bud Light everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I went on um, this summer. I traveled on a train from Chicago to San Francisco and Seattle and I went by myself the whole time and really there's something about the like being in San Francisco and like the West Coast vibes yeah. that everybody else is just says fuck capitalism too and yeah like, these are especially my san francisco for sure <laughs> i mean i met so many people that are like i don't have a job i don't pay my taxes yeah <laughs> like, how <laughs> i i found this house and i've been squatting for the past 20 years and no one can do anything about it yeah. i like lotus um i had never listened to them but I, it's one of those bands that i told you i was listening to them i found myself listening to them when i fell asleep 
because they're instrumental. I like the soothing. Um, they definitely ha they have some songs that have lyrics to them, but uh, for the most part, they're a heavily dri driven instrumental band. Um, they call so this is the thing is sometimes their biographies don't do them justice. Like they're um, they're called the jam band. I do I do not like though the one thing that they submitted. They're like instead of gaudy solos and noodling, listen. <laughs> Noodling when done right on a guitar is damn good. So I'm going to get minus one point for Lotus on saying that noodling can be gaudy. I think maybe they mean like the meandering melodies of fish. Okay. I think that's what they mean. I will noodling. back that then because we were talking about this earlier. Sometimes fans of music can be so overwhelming that they will deter you from listening to that music. Mm -hmm. And one of those songs on that play, one of those bands on that playlist was slightly stupid because I had always heard of them and I always associated them with the fish and the like... Just stoner reggae. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've always, and I was listening to your playlist and sometimes I just kind of listen to it free flowing. And when this, it was Mona June, uh, came on and I was like, who, what is this? This is like really good. And I like looked down and I was like, I saw all the names of the bands and the one I was like, am I going to be able to talk to her about slightly stupid? <laughs> am I going to be Do okay with Do I think that this? they're slightly stupid? stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be a thing? And, uh, I... Yeah, I listened to that song and then I went to the album. And not all the songs on that album were, were something that I was like, yeah. But again, foot in the mouth, sometimes you can't just judge a band by their name yeah. and their fans. But sometimes their fans will scare the shit out of you <laughs> to not like that band. <laughs> that song, Bona June, is one that I can, like if I'm ever like feeling down, I can turn that one on. Or um, Angela Hout. I mm -hmm. guess that's how you say her name, who's featured so. on yeah. the song. Like, she's just really, I love the soul in her voice. So that song and then San Francisco by the Mowgli's after that are two songs I can turn to at any time and just, like, jam out and, like, feel good and all bright and shiny. The other song, so I got really excited when I saw Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, You Worry Me. Uh, I love... The beginning of this song so much. I love the chorus of this song. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's uh, like the, I guess, what is that? The, the bass in it? Yeah. It's just, you're like, ah! Exactly. <laughs> See, I I love Nathaniel Reedliff and the Night Sweats. And, and You Worry Me is not my favorite song mm -hmm. by them, but it fit really well with the play playlist, I thought. It did. Um, Howlin' at the Moon is actually my, um, or Howlin' at Nothing, sorry, is my favorite song by them. But I discovered them. So I actually discovered. Nate Rateliff at Firefly in 2015, mm -hmm. 2014 or something like that, we were actually walking by and they sounded so good yeah. that I stopped and none of my friends wanted to wait. So I stood at that stage by myself and then when Son of a Bitch came on... Oh, so good. Oh, can I say that? Yeah. When, when yeah. SOB came on... <laughs> you, could say, uh, you could swear on here. <laughs> um, I was like, wow, I heard this song on the radio, but it was like way overplayed, yeah. you know? So I went home and I looked up Nate Rateliff and I was like, wow, like I really love this. Yeah. And then 
kind of by accident. I volunteer for this organization called Headcount, which we sign people up to vote at concerts. Oh, nice. And then we get to go into the concert for free. So it's being rewarded for your civic duty, right? That's um, awesome. So I saw Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats at the Skyline stage at the Man because oh, cool. I was um, because I was doing headcount there and I just fell totally in love you know his mm. voice is just so you connect with it you yeah know? and I guess that's kind of the that's kind of the point of Americana yeah right? they're telling stories I feel like they really emulate some of them like it is Americana and it mm -hmm. is like kind of country but it also feels like some of the classic rock that I grew up with, oh yeah you know and some of the stuff that you don't really hear being made anymore mm -hmm. I had a conversation recently with someone where they're like of anyone who is in popular music now who do you think in 20 years is gonna be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and you're yeah. like wow nothing sometimes I have a criticism of mainstream music that it doesn't feel prolific in any way. Agreed. It's very trendy. Yes. Um, and it makes you wonder like what type of music is going to survive. So that's really something that I appreciate, appreciate about Nate Rateliff and also, um, about the revivalists. What's yeah. on there? I love, so I love that you brought that up because I always think to myself, like, is this a band that is going to be played on like, the classic rock station or are the Led Zeppelins and the Eric Clapton's and the Beatles. I mean, I know that they're never going to go anywhere, but like, are they always going to be so oversaturated that they're just going to stay on the classic rock and like, we'll never hear stuff that's being played now in 20 or 30 years. That's awesome. I have a funny story about him is that he, I was, if I could, uh, if any band could Fit the soundtrack of coming home from uh, I was living out in Cincinnati I was coming home from uh, Red River Gorge in Kentucky and it is this beautiful place it is like nothing think the Wissahickon but times 10 like river flowing through we were on our way back and I like had finally got service on my phone and I as you can tell I'm obsessed with finding new music and so uh, I saw that al his album, and it was the turquoise kind of necklace and <laughs> it's him a big furry, furry chest. chest. Yeah, <laughs> and like him holding it, and I was like, you know what? There's a good chance that I'm either gonna love this or hate this. And I put it on, and I started listening to it on, on our way out of the Red River Gorge. Love when, I love when music will bring you to a place like mm -hmm. uh, like Take Me Home Country Road. Yes, takes me to driving with my head out of a pickup truck in South Dakota and like dancing in the moonlight mm -hmm. takes me to midnight on the beach in high school. That's and amazing. <laughs> the playlist has the revivalists on here, Keep Going, uh, which is a great song. And I think that you have this like extreme love and admiration for the revivalists. <laughs> uh, have you seen them live? Yeah, you said- Yeah, I saw them at Peach Festival last oh, year. Oh yeah. And it was- just excellent. They are even better live than they are on like recording. And yeah. You know who showed me the revivalist? My who? grandmother. Really? She was like, I, I heard this band on the radio and I really like them. You should listen to it. That's a like, okay, mom. Uh, you know, last year at Peach, I only went to the one day of Peach because it was just absolutely stacked and it had oh, yeah. the revivalist and Mo was playing and Litz, which is this jam band and 
Oh, big something. Oh, gosh. It was just, it was so I love good. how happy you get when you talk <laughs> about these festivals. You're just like, if anything, if this playlist, you don't even have to say, say cheese is like for your photo shoots. It's just like something that encompasses your personality. I'm just going to geek out over here. It's just happy and just like go with the flow. Um, I really wanted to put Sunday Candy by Chance the Rapper on it, mm-hmm. but it didn't fit the vibe. But yeah, <laughs> it's like my all time. It would have been great though on Shuffle for just chance the rapper to just <laughs> pop up in there um, from previous guests to here you put Alabama shakes give me all your love that like that intro and her voice just like right off the bat and I just feel like I would um, not want to be the person that song was written about you know right? like yeah. it, you feel so much like of her pain mm-hmm. that you're like oh somebody hurt you yeah someone like, did you <laughs> dirty right <laughs> like uh, Adele's 21 album you just really want wanted to know who hurt her and right? make sure it never happened again so now again repeat the love for Frank Ocean and you put pink and white which is so great to drop that like right is a in there. vibe <laughs> it is he is a vibe well, you know that's funny when I was building this this playlist mm-hmm. when, when I make playlists it's usually I'm like this song is dope and it's yeah. gonna go on my happy playlist yeah. or jams or rock me right you know <laughs> yeah, like, exactly all of my playlists I always play them on shuffle and they're all a vibe so I put a lot of effort into making this one flow with the way it is and I had a lot of the the, like hip hop R and B that I listen to, mm-hmm. but I'm like, hmm, would I want to listen to this during a photo shoot? No, because I would rap all the words and would get very distracted. <laughs> so Frank Ocean was the only one that made the cut. Um, <laughs> like, I, like this vibe. You also put this is a band that I had never heard of, and they're just like I looked at I looked at some of like videos of them. It's Bronze Radio Return, <laughs> and it was they're like the happiest esque band like. For an indie roots band, they're just like so happy. They're always smiling and like, <laughs> I guess it comes with the territory of like the jam band because they played uh, Bonnaroo and Firefly as well. Um, that song was actually the first song I ever put on the first playlist that I ever made. I love it. <laughs> because it was when Spotify first came out mm-hmm. and I just typed in indie. <laughs> Because at the time, you know, like I grew up listening to rock and roll yeah. and then I um, discovered Metro Station and All yeah. Time Low and that really got me through my uh, teen angst. <laughs> I feel like everyone needs yeah. their teen angst period. Of, yeah, like, I listened to a lot of like emo and pop punk and that yeah. was my jam for a long time. I remember my mom wouldn't let me go to a warp tour in like 2006 or something mm-hmm. like that and that's probably when, for best yeah it was really- yeah so bronze radio return um was it shake shake was it shake it yep shake? it was shake 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 i i'm looking talking about metro station i'm looking at this list of indie music because i'm like i want to be more sophisticated maybe mm-hmm. i like indie yeah <laughs> so i'm trying it out for the first time and Metro Station has a song, Shake It. So I was like, shake, shake, shake. Let me try that one. I was like, yeah. this is good. And then I started my indie playlist. I love it. My, I still have to this day. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to play just a little bit of Shake, Shake, Shake. Just because you told me that story when we were shooting. And it was back in like 2008, 2009. And Spotify didn't have all the stuff that they have now. There, I can't even tell you what the first song is that I like added to a playlist. I bet my Spotify could, but 
That's going back. I have like <laughs> over a hundred different playlists. Fun though. The other band that I did not know of that um, was Fox. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh gosh, I love that song so much. Um, they're <laughs> they're like a soulful indie pop because they like the vocals are very soulful, but they have like that they they definitely have like that indie vibe and it's actually the all three songs that kind of go into each other like you have Colorado Lotus Lay Down Sun by Sun Little and then Slow Motion Fox and they're all three very good flow songs that just kind of flow into each other it like starts off very ambient and instrumental and then sun little kind of gets it a little bit going and then fox gets it a little bit going even more and then you just come in with nathaniel ratliff and the night sweats and now you're in it <laughs> so where was uh fox and slow motion for you for this playlist I actually, like, I love to sing, and I love, you know, like, old Bonnie Raitt and, like, yeah. Susan Tedeschi and stuff. That song is, I, I can just nail it. <laughs> so I really fell in love with it, and I give a lot of credit to Spotify for my music taste because yeah. I freaking love those Discover playlists. Like, yeah. they get me. I don't know what their algorithm is, but they get me, and there's, like, a bop on each one of them. <laughs> I'm so glad that they get you. I feel like they've lost me. <laughs> I do. I give a lot of credit. So that one was just one that was recommended for me once, and I, her voice shakes my soul. Like, that. it shakes the dust off the bottom of my soul, you it know? It is. And, like I said, it's perfectly in my vocal range, so... <laughs> I'm also going to play a part of uh, Slow Motion. for like little tiny additions in songs that get you going um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like a little bit of like a little uh, piano here or like a little tambourine there or something like very like little subtle parts that catch you in the background um, I feel like Alabama Shakes is really good at that too. oh they are they're really good at sticking stuff in there but I loved this playlist it was so fun shooting uh, our session today, it was, I don't like being in the spotlight. It's one of those things that I don't like f things being a focus to me and you made it to be so comfortable, so fun. Um, I appreciate and like, am, admire just how you like, just like very comfortable and making thing, making people feel like they're a part of it. And it's, this is my like baby project that I I take such such care and like 
you, I told you like a couple things and you just knew exactly what I wanted and I appreciate that so much. Um, so we have BS Productions. Your website is Brianna Spot Spa, BriannaSpaws.com. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it. It's it's pause with an S. <laughs> Still can't get it. Uh, so if a person was looking to do a photo session for you, they can contact you through your website. Uh, what projects are you looking to take on after the documentary? Like what projects now being the badass woman entrepreneur in the world, what projects are you really looking to experiment with? I'm really excited to get into branding photography mm -hmm. and personal brands. So I'm really looking forward to working with women entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. Mm -hmm. solopreneurs. <laughs> it's like a new <laughs> word, I don't know how to say it. Um, who recognize the importance of putting themselves into their brand yeah. and really giving like an authentic like spin to things yeah and so especially because I come from a photojournalism background and hate hey, the name business name is BS productions I don't no bullshit yeah. here you know <laughs> so like I really look forward to like lifestyle portrait sessions yeah. and in this branding work that really shows people who they are to their audience because I you know like finding sometimes, the authentic yeah sometimes you're the best way to sell your own product yeah. so I really want to help people like visualize things in a way that will really help grow their businesses okay that's great and then you're on Instagram as well what's your Instagram handle Beast Boss. Beast Boss. Okay. See, I can say it there. Why I can't say it. Well, I want to thank you so much for making me a playlist, for coming over to my house, for shooting a bunch of promo photo shoots and uh, promo photos and loving Harley, which I'm pretty sure she just knocked something down as we were recording. <laughs> so we're gonna go check on that and check out everything. I will put links in the in the episode description along with the playlist. Uh, and thank you. Thank you.